Let's get to Corey Roccacioli one. He'd agree with Manny. That Victoria should have declared earlier because it would have saved him uh, bowling a few more overs. He bowled more than 40 overs in the game, Corey Roccacioli. Been a big week for him. He's also signed a contract with the Melbourne Renegades for the upcoming BBL. Corey, good morning. G'day, fellas. How you going? Good. Um, big week for you. A lot of, lot of overs with the ball. Um, people say, well, spinners should be used to bowling a lot of overs. But how's the body this morning after uh, the best part of three days in the field? Um, it's actually pretty fresh this morning. I think once you start getting your head around the fact that you're going to bowl lots of overs, and I think we sort of knew that it was going to be a big slog, so I prepared accordingly. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's okay. It's, it's a bit sore and a bit, but that's that's what we do, and it's our job. So at the end of the day, I'm expected to bowl lots of overs, like you said. So I'm uh, I'm not too phased. Uh, it sounds, uh, Corey, that. It was you had a pretty early indication that this wicket was going to be tough right from the start and probably not going to break up. I mean, was it was it such a road? Um, yeah, we sort of got there. We got there a couple of days out, and we sort of had a look at it, and it was it was starting. It looked like it was going to be pretty flat. Um, I think they were expecting it to break up a fair bit more than it did, but unfortunately, I think they just had so much weather around for the week before. I don't think they could get. It's flatter than what it was. Um, probably a good indication if I'm slogging them on the start of day two that the wicket wasn't deteriorating as much as they'd hoped. Um, and then it sort of <laughs> after day, the end of day three, day four, it didn't actually break up as much as we were expecting. The, um, the rough wasn't really spinning, so, so it just ended up being what it was. You did get an opportunity to battle a bit higher up the order. Maybe not the hardest sell, Corey, in the first innings to be night watchman. Um, I almost fell off my chair when, when V said it. Our usual night watchman is, is Matt Kelly. He wasn't playing. So I think it was a twin, uh, coin toss between me and uh, Lance Morris. Um, it was uh, Once I got through the, uh, the the back end of day two, I was um, pretty excited. To, or back, back end of day one, I was pretty excited to see where day two went. But, uh, yeah, it was good, good fun in the end. Lance oh, Morris would have been entertaining as night watchman. I was going to say, surely you, you, you put yourself above Lance. Gee whiz, you would have been very upset if Lance had taken over. Yeah, I, I, I was. Uh, when, when Lance was getting spoken about, I made sure that I was putting in my last few batting performances so everyone knew that I could try and slide up there. So, yeah, it was, it was a good result in the end. Well, just on that, Corey, well, I don't think we've spoken to you since you made that thrilling 50 in the Sheffield Shield final. It proved such a vital knock in the game. Victoria had really come out strong on the second day of that Shield final, and you threw the bat and made a, a really good 50. What are your reflections and memories of that knock with the bat and playing your role in a Shield triumph? Um, I think I was just, at the end of the day, really excited to be able to put uh, a multifaceted contribution to the to the game, I think. Everyone knows bowling spin at the wacky. You're not going to bowl a lot of overs. And if you do bowl, it's going to be important. And then I think we've got to make sure as tail-enders we're contributing. And I went out there and we needed the runs because we didn't start as well as we wanted to on that day too. So I was just stoked that at the end of the day, I got ourselves in, got us in a position to get those first inning points. And the history books say we needed those. So I was just really proud to contribute. Um, I, spent, I spent a lot of time working on my batting. And, and I was really happy that in that moment it, it sort of came off. Um, yesterday, when you were three for 11 or whatever in the second innings, it, it, there was a bit of, uh, well, concern, one would have thought. But Hilton Cartwright, again, um, did an excellent job. He, he's playing very good cricket at the moment. But the thing that I noticed, that he was pretty happy to get his rig off to show all the bruises that he'd taken. So 
um, I suppose when you've got a rig like that, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not taking my shirt off anytime soon. So he's got the body for it. But um, yeah, like you said, I, I said to Hilti after the game, Hilti's one of those blokes who never makes easy runs. He makes the hard runs. We made them last year in South Australia at Karen Rolston, and we we ask our senior players a lot to stand up, and he just stood up in that moment. He's one of the best team men. We we all love him. We all love him for the work he does in the field. Everyone who watches the game sees him flying around at mid-off and, and doing the hard stuff. He's just an incredible teammate, and I think he's getting rewards for all that selfless acts that he's, that he's doing. Corey Roccacioli's with us, West Australian off-spinner. He's also signed a BBL deal that we might talk about uh, in a moment. Uh, Corey, the life of a West Australian spinner, you mentioned it, you don't get to bowl much at the Wacker. Then you go into state and you get to bowl at the Junction Oval and uh, in, in Sydney, and there's some wickets that offer you a little bit more. How challenging is that? You can go from being almost a part-time bowler in WA on the Wacker to being the almost the front man interstate. Um, I think it's just a really good opportunity for me to sort of... Um, take lead unfortunately I couldn't I couldn't spin us to a victory yesterday but um I think it's just really exciting that you sort of have different roles across the country um you've obviously got the whacker where I'm playing a little um under undercard and, and bowling some hand grenades when Lancy Morris is bowling 150 at the other end and then days of junction where I'm, I've got to adapt to the conditions but I think that's the the joys of first class cricket you've got to be able to to sort of fluctuate and showcase your skills and the, this is what I think it was my second game away um, from home that didn't really spin, so it's just a good learning opportunity for me to, to sort of understand that when we get those when those we, those conditions present again, how am I going to be able to be best suited to to perform for WA? Because at the end of the day, that's what I'm picked to do. So whether it's at the Wacker or Junction, I'm expecting myself to play a role for the team. Corey, who sort of do you use as a mentor? Who's someone that's sort of now well? Who's who's got you to where you are, and, and and who do you sort of refer to now and try and go that extra bit? Um, I'm I'm really lucky. I've probably got three mentors that are in and around my sort of space. When I go back to uni, I had Tom Hogan who did all the the mountain of work to get me into the position that I am today. He spent hours and hours with me a few years ago to get me my my bowling in a position where I was able to be contracted. Um, I bounce a lot of ideas off Ash Agar. Um, the poor fellas had that many phone calls in the last two or three years with my questions and sort of asking him what I need to do to, to perform on wickets like Junction or wickets like the Wacker. And then we're really lucky to have Bo Casson on the coaching staff. I think that everyone um, who, who uses him as a batting coach loves him and, and I love him as a, a spin coach. He's just the ability for him to pick, pick up the finer details. I think I've grown tenfold just by the conversations we've had and the little technical cues that we've had to make. I'm a totally different bowler to what I was a year ago technically and I think that that's a lot to do with what Bo and Tom have, have helped me do. Uh, Corey, um, Steve Smith was someone that uh, that saw you and, and saw a fair bit of, um, of talent there and Steve Smith's one of Australia's finest modern day batters. What did that mean to have someone like Steve Smith identify you as an off-spinner of ability? Um... Oh, it was it was a bit surreal, like for someone like Steve Smith to say that I could bowl. I think that that really just gets you um, sort of back some inner belief that you've got that you've sort of got the skill um, to be able to perform at the first class arena. I don't think at the time I understood exactly what I had to do to be a first class player, but I think now that sort of matching what some of the other players sort of said with my ability um, to try and put that into the first class arena, I think that that was probably the most exciting bit about it when. 
the world's best batter at the time, and that still is, it says that. It's nice and comforting to know that you might have a little bit of a career in the game, but you've still got to work really hard at trying to access all the skills that you've, that you've um, been identified with. T20, Corey, uh, the Renegades, have you signed? There's, there's been rumours around. Is it official? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It was made official yesterday. So, yep, I've uh, signed for the Melbourne Renegades for this upcoming season. It's it's a wicket there at, at Marvel Stadium, Docklands. It probably suits spin bowling a fair bit. So, it wasn't a hard sell in that sense, was it? That it's a, a wicket that offers the spinners a bit more than some of the other venues. Yeah, I think it's a. It was just a great opportunity that prevented presented itself off the back of. Um, so, obviously, the back end of last year's Shield season, going up to Darwin and playing in a couple of tour games up there and then um, yeah and, and obviously the Scorchers being so strong I, I didn't have any opportunities to crack in with the Scorchers so just to take any opportunity that presented itself and I'm, I'm lucky that Marvel will, will spin a bit but we've still got to play some games away from home in that time so I'll learn a fair bit of what it's like to play T20 cricket on some flat wickets spinning wickets as we know, spin wins in T20 cricket. Now, Corey, the, the television or the streaming commentators are having a bit of difficulty with your surname. I always like to go straight to the, the man himself. How do you pronounce your surname for our audience? Uh, it's Roccacioli. Um, uh, I think, think some of the commentators are saying Roccacioli. It's Roccacioli, but I'm pretty used to it. So the only person that's really offending is my nonna, not me. Uh, well, we know how it's pronounced, uh, West Australian-wise, and we're certainly calling you Roccacioli during the radio commentary. But, Corey, we'll hear your name plenty more times, I reckon, over the course of the season for WA and the Renegades. Um, good luck uh, next up in, in Shield Cricket back here in the West. Thanks, fellas. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Corey Roccacioli, good enough to join us. Uh, West Australian off-spinner, uh, plied his trade at the University Cricket Club and now has a, uh, a one-year deal with the Melbourne Renegades. Um,